Yeah. SFS podcast number 36 in the motherfucking mix. I still have not got my broadband on. They still fucking have not put it on. So I have to use the stupid fucking Vodafone broadband that's costing me more money each and every fucking day of my life and it's making me sick so they say two days so I'll wait two fucking days for the BT fucking cancer to go on and it's been on the news as well hasn't it broadband speed too fucking slow broadband speed in the UK hasn't been good enough for a while for internet service providers but Samsung and their new 5G network is coming to save the day so when is the 5G network coming because I'm on 4G network motherfucker god damn two weeks it's been since they installed my phone line I don't use a fucking landline I use a mobile phone so they better give me compensation for this motherfucker and I'm going to ring a lawyer right now and get compensation for something else that I need compensation for. And that is suing the council on suing social services, which I will do. And if I don't do, then I will pick them off one by one, just like Richard Kuklinski. Okay? Everyone knows. Everyone knows the fucking keyboard internet hoes Hiding behind computers They're scared of the real people on the streets that are shooters Um, so let's get into the news flash to set this podcast off. Um, this podcast is going to be spontaneous, gunlanious, and dinosaurous, and ignorous, and fiforous in feces of the feces. Leave your humans in pieces because I don't see any temples with vem- ventils and ventilation shafts. Dead bodies I come past, I just laugh. Ha ha ha. You want to get in my ka 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 ka? I got a sniper rifle. I'm eating my strawberry and brownie trifle I will shoot you down with my scope 300 yards away it's like jacking off I could do that shit all day way right let's get into the news flash dog food Snoop the old double J wants to cook for his dream dinner date with the queen yeah he wants to give her a space cake what kind of cake would Snoop Dogg be giving the Queen? Hmm. A nice bake from the dog father. It would probably be a nice cake of kush. Hopefully dangerous kush so it kills the bitch. So I hope. Right, let's get into other news now. That's not really big news. Corruption charges for ex-minister Inatus Chombo. Algera English. 
Zimbabwe news once again. Hala Zimbabwe, ex-finance minister in Ignatius Colombo, will be detained until Monday when the court will rule on his bail application on his corruption trial. Chombo, an ally of former President Robert Mugabe, appeared on Saturday in Hirala, caught on corruption and abuse of power charges related to his early tenure as Minister of Local Government, Public Works and Urban Development. In Zimbabwe alone, he is believed to own more than a hundred properties. His lawyer, Lovamor Madhuka, argued that the ex-minister was taken from his home by mass gunmen on November the 15th, the day Zimbabwe's army seized control of the state and said it was targeting criminals around the Mugabe, was placed under house arrest. Chobo had to be admitted to a government hospital for injuries allegedly sustained from the beating while in detention, according to Madhuko. Oh, well, that is news. Pedo caught by vigilantes after trying to lure a 14-year-old schoolgirl into his home for sex. Daniel Pickering from Oldham, jailed for 27 months. A paedophile who worked at Sports Direct believed he was luring a schoolgirl to his home for sex but ended up being confronted by Facebook vigilantes. During the day, Daniel Pickering was a respected manager at the High Street Star, Northern Town Centre. I might have seen you fucking pedo cunt before. Next time I see you, I might give you a fucking slap. Or a fucking headbutt right through your fucking teeth, you fucking dirty cunt. Sending vile messages to a Facebook profile that he thought belonged to a 13-year-old girl called Amber. He told her his real name from the outset, quickly engaged in explicit chat, and sent footage of himself performing a sex act. <sighs> Convinced she was a Liverpool schoolgirl in bid to lure her into sex, he offered to give her cocaine and alcohol if she met him in person. You are a sick twat. I think I've seen that motherfucker before. That face does look familiar to me. And the name's familiar to me as well. I think he might have served me at the store before. As you know, I live near Oldham, so, like, you know, fucking Oldham, the biggest shithole. Well, basically, Oldham is a place in Manchester. Um, basically, is Manchester in Manchester, but a suburb in Manchester. It's the most run-down, deprived, fucking shithole place that you'd ever want to fucking live. Period. It's the most deprived town in Britain. Not the roughest, but just most deprived town. That means it's full of broke people that just fucking get high on crack and heroin and dirty fucking tramps everywhere, basically. It's not like Cheetah Mill or 
Salford or anything like that. It ain't it ain't got that type of roughness to it. But it's a rundown, shithole, fucking subhuman town. And I'm allowed to say that because I fucking live near it and I've lived in it. So I can say what the fuck I want about Oldham. Because everyone, people know me in Oldham. People know me and everyone in Oldham will say the same shit. But in fact, Pickering from Oldham himself was being lured into a trap himself by a fake profile set up by a group called so-called Pedophile Hunters who went by the Facebook name of Keeping Kids Safe. Now Pickering has been jailed and sentencing at the Manchester Crown Court. Claire Brocklebank, prosecuting, told the hearing Pickering asked whether Amber was single and suggested she find someone experienced to be with. He invited her to her house and told her he had cocaine and alcohol. They agreed up to meet in Manchester City Centre. There, by the meeting point at Lidl Car Park, Pickering was met and surrounded by six members of the vigilante group. Manchester Crown Court heard how the group reformed a citizen's arrest and detained Pickering before the police arrived. In Tilly, Pickering, who worked as a manager at Sports Direct, said he had no intent intention to meet with the child and that he had tried to stop the girl from coming but he later pleaded guilty to six offenders and has been sent down for 27 months he admitted counts of attempting to meet a child after grooming attempting to cause a child to watch a sexual act and attempting to engage a child in sexual contact he also admitted possessing Yayo and Kush after snap bags of drugs were found at his home and offering to supply cocaine. Defending Andrea Locke said to say Mr Pickering has had a spectacular fall from grace is an understatement. She said Pickering, a father of one with no previous conviction, lived with his partner and was a hard working man. Hard working at sexually uh, luring girls and going on the internet all day instead because he's the manager of the store think about it so he has a lot of time just to tell his workers yeah just get on working i'm just going to be in the computer for a couple of uh you know for most of the day on facebook or whatever fucking site i am try and get his girls as young as i can so i could lure them into my house and fucking have what i want with them you're probably murdered before how do we know Pickering of Oldham must sign the Sex Offenders Register for 10 years. Oh, I wouldn't like to be in the Sex Offenders Register in Oldham. You know what happens to a sex offender in Oldham? Because I was there one night. And I ain't going to tell you about it. But the guy did not. The guy had a lot of stains and they had to be the colour of red. That's all I can say. Now, in other news, Coronation Street. Now, you know Coronation Street, the uh, soap opera that's been going on for over nearly 60 years. Fans of the show, how can you be a fan of the most boring, pathetic,
pathetic fucking shoulder raise that I had to fucking watch um, when I lived in a fucking hostel. I had to fucking sit down because I couldn't fucking watch anything else. Watch Coronation Street. I only watched it because there was a fit bird in it called um, Tina. I watched it because of her, basically. Because uh, that Tina was in it. If you know Tina from Coronation Street. I watched it because she was in it. That's why I watched it. Other than that, I couldn't give her a fucking shit. I like that Scottish guy that was in it though. That Scottish guy, Duncan or something. Yeah, Duncan. Can't remember most of the fucking names. But you know. It's on every fucking couple of times every week on I fucking TV and I don't watch fucking mainstream TV so I don't give a fucking shite. But Coronation Street viewers were left devastated last night and the Soap's Twitter account revealed a major upcoming death without any warning. Or was this just a death in the fucking programme? Oh fuck that shit. Don't give a shit. Meek Mill. Justice or injustice? Never heard of me. What is fair for the rapper Meek Mill to be returned to prison for minor probation violations? Attorney Avia Martin and Brian Lent said no and yes, respectively. Meek Mill is a rapper. Beef with 50 Cent. I don't fucking know. I've heard of him before. Right, other news. Yeah. Oh, here we go again. We don't want to do that now. That is not news for me. Let's get into some good news. Classic mini enthusiastic fled with 300 grand of collector's money I'll off an auction. <laughs> Look at that. 1959. What a classic mini. I must have fucking had the biggest gangsters and fucking politicians riding around that motherfucker in the fucking 50s. Fucking that in the nineteen bloody fifties, man looks like a fucking upgraded motherfucking muscle with fucking turbo diesel fucking engine horsepower of over fucking two thousand fucking five hundred fucking that's shit. You know what I mean? A classic mini enthusiastic has allegedly fled with three hundred thousands of collector's money after stripping parts of forty. Valuable vehicles. An investigation has been launched. 40 car enthusiastic claim to have been ripped off by a businessman. Christopher Hanford who vanished after stripping their vehicle for rest restoration. The customers include close friend paid Northwest Mini Mostard in Glossop, Derbyshire to renovate their prized vehicles however he vanished October last year as he laughed <laughs> I've got all this money fuck you the new owners of the garage said 
and leaving the car parts behind. Mr. Hanford could not be reached for comment. Matt Slater told the news that the experience had cost him more than £20,000. He was left devastated after he saw his cars being stripped of their parts, including engines, doors and steering columns. I was promised two full restorations and that just not happened. I just got empty promises. I have known him for six years and he should have not done this to a friend, let alone anyone else. So he stabbed his friend in the back so he could get rich. Well, big fucking despise. Every fucking motherfucker does that. That's why there's no such thing as having friends. Because at the end of the day, if they want to get rich, it doesn't matter how long you've known them or how long you've been friends with them. They will stab you in the fucking back and get rich. Believe me. They're actually more rushed on it now than it when it went in. Mr. Taylor, who befriended Mr. Hanford through a mini club, added, I consider us close friends, but obviously friends shouldn't do this to each other. No, they shouldn't, but they always fucking do. Beverly Hume said her family was lost seven fucking grand on the mini, which has been in her family for more than 40 fucking years. God! Fucking shite! And she said she began looking at quite scary reviews after Mr. Hanford stopped replying to her emails. Derbyshire fucking pigs have been confirmed it is investigating. Ew. And other news. News flash, cause I've got the cash. Homeless Good Samaritan reveals plans for £280,000 donated to him by strangers. Hey, what a lucky motherfucker, eh? Homeless living in the streets, now some nice, nice, kind people. Really? They are nice, kind people. They are kind people out there. That is good. He was a veteran, an army veteran. Um, a homeless man who helped stranded motorist with his last 20 pounds. He's revealed plans to give away a portion of 370,000 pounds he has received in donations so far. John Bobbitt Jr. 34 came to the aid of Kate McClure when she ran out of petrol on the side of the motorway in Philadelphia. He told 27 year old to wait in her car and lock the doors before walking two miles to the nearest petrol station to bring her back some fuel. Mr. McClough set up a GoFundMe page to help the Good Samaritan get back on his feet. It quickly surpassed the Intel 10 grand target. The former paramedic who became homeless 18 months ago says he wants us some of the donations, pay it forward and help others by returning the favour.
I want to change my life. I want to give a lot away, he told Good Morning America. That's how I got the money to start with from other people. I can't constantly take and not give back. I want to do the right thing. Give money to organisations to help people in most need. Yeah, we need more of these people in this fucking planet. Most definitely. This money was given to help me. Why not help other people in similar situations or people that are actively helping other people in different situations? Everybody out there is facing some kind of struggle, so if I can touch their life the way mine was touched, an amazing feeling, I want to feel the feeling on the opposite end. He added, it's like winning the lottery, I'm definitely going to get a place to live. But there won't be a brand new car. Instead, Bobbitt Jr. plans to use some of his money to buy a second-hand truck. He also plans to meet with a lawyer and financial partner in the next few days. Right. Last news of news flash today. I know this is not mainstream news this is sfs news of the day come on i'm lost 100 megabytes fuck for the day i have to put another fucking pound on this motherfucker dozens of mine reindeer in the snow 106 reindeer killed by freight trains what it's a fucking catastrophe! What is going on? 106 reindeer were killed by freight trains in Norway over three days! Reindeers! The ones that used to drive Santa Claus about over the sky! I cannot believe it! Oh, I cannot believe it! Sorry, I was really interrupted because I had to pay my mate 20 pounds from a company now going on to the reindeers Torsten Affigel said he was dizzy with anger after losing 106 animals since the 23rd of November in Hedgeland County Mr Affigel who represents four families who look after around 2,000 reindeer in the area lost 65 animals in the worst incident in history. These reindeers used to fly Santa Claus and other people about to give people gifts and would do magic tricks like on the Twilight Zone and everything. These reindeers have superpowers. I do not understand this shit. Mr. Atfell, who represents four families, the reindeer was killed while crossing a train track. Now, why wouldn't you put fences near the train track? Like when I nearly got killed by ten fucking bulls when I was walking from Holt Village to fucking... What's it called? Um, Castleton. Not Castleton. Clayton. Castleton. Carlton. Oh, fucking Castleton, Carlton, I don't know where it is. That footpath that goes from up to 
Castle Castleton and the fucking me and her she walking through the field and there was about 20 motherfucking bulls right there as you go over the barbed wire fence over the steps there was 20 fucking bulls waiting for us right fucking there in a the public fucking footpath and they started charging towards me Percy the little shit just dashed off like a little shit leaving me and I was like less than an inch close as I ran across the other side of the field to get over the barbed wire fence from getting fucking killed and I was in the middle of nowhere they would have mowed me down and I would have fucking died and I was mad I was going to kill whoever fucking put them bulls in that field the farmer who let them motherfucking bulls in that field I would have fucking killed them bastards that was a near death experience for me but going on to this the reindeer were killed while crossing a train track which runs through a migration route they follow towards the coast as the winter approaches Mr. Apgel told AP the highest number of reindeer deaths was unprecedented adding that 250 of the animals had been killed in train accidents in the worst in previous 12 month periods these nice creatures are getting slaughtered by fucking trains so fuck you trains if it has to come to it I will step in it will be me and the reindeer against the trains and believe me trains I will I will get you what I will do is I will put stingers on the railway track with a little bit of Vaseline and gasoline and some mini dynamite and I will yes it's true I will stop the trains from hitting the deer by blowing them off the track believe me I will oh it's true it is fucking damn true this is a tragedy for me and three other herders he told Norwegian media I was on the spot that night when I saw 60 reindeer get run over by a fucking freight train probably smuggling fucking ecstasy to another country or some shit like that the train operator guilty Ban North said a warning about the reindeer on the route had failed to reach the driver due to a technical failure it's always something technical isn't it when it was discovered that the message had disappeared they tried to call the train area director for Franklin told NRK unfortunately it was too late yes it's too late you are responsible for the massacre of thousands of deers just like Hitler was responsible for the fucking Jews you motherfucker right um, one last news okay and then I'm done for today for the noise, uh, life.
Poor rural migrants who have lived in Beijing's high-end business district for decades serving snacks and noodles to office workers are among thousands who have been ordered to leave their homes as part of the citywide campaign to force out low-end people. These mass evictions had fueled concerns that officials are pushing out the poor in a bid to gentrify Beijing's smarter districts and come within wider drive to decrease the city's population. Authorities ramped up evictions following the fire in southern outskirts of Beijing last week which killed 19 people who were mainly migrants. Thousands have been forced to leave their homes near the site of the fire and officials seek to demolish illegal structures over safety concerns. It looks like a big fucking trash yard. Big damn fucking recycling yard right there where all the fucking waste goes. They have put down innocent Chinese people's homes. But they have launched a citywide 40 day campaign targeting thousands of poor quality homes where the city's migrants often live. The crackdown has sparked anger in China where decades of booming economic growth have left millions rich. They have created huge gaps in the distribution of wealth. More than a hundred Chinese intellectuals have signed a petition urging the Beijing's authority to cease the campaign. The drive to force out what the government terms low-end populations had caused alarm amongst the poor who live in Gumata, Beijing's Itzon Business District and home to its most iconic modern skyscrapers. In housing development just yards, the China headquarters of several multinational companies, designer boutiques and high-end apartments, the Carida spoke to three migrants who have been told by officials in the last week that they have to vacate their homes. One of them, Mr. Zhao, came to Beijing more than 30 years ago from Eastern Province in Anyue. He lives at the Nodo Unsteamed Bonnet Restaurant and he runs with his wife and two children, but he says his family have been ordered to leave within 10 days. We are being punished! Mr. Zia, Zhu, age 48, it is the officials who are responsible for the deaths of the big fire who should be held responsible. Mrs. Wu, a neighbour who runs a shop selling snacks and drinks, said she has been told to leave when all her stock has been sold. We had a closure notice put on the door the day after the fire, said Mrs. Wu, who was moving to Beijing 10 years ago from her hometown in Henan province, central China. We have no choice but to return home and do farm work. A man who nearly said he had been trying to avoid meeting with officials since the fire has they already been forced his neighbours to leave. There is nothing for me in my hometown in Inner Mongolia. Mr. Rial, who also has a notice on front of his door. I don't know where I will live in the future. Beijing last carried out a crackdown on illegal structures ahead of the 2008 Olympics, resulting in the displacement of 1.5 million residents. And that is the news for the day. Now let's get on to the podcast. Now that we're done with the freestyle and the news flash.